Welcome to Shrimp Cocktail, a dish best served cold. A place where the shrimps discuss our lives, the real housewives, and the time that Becky got mad and dated your dad. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. How's it going? <laughs> it's going well. How are you? Going good. What was the Michael Sarah character? Alan. Alan. I thought you were <laughs> going to call him. Call me more of an Alan. Yeah. Well, have you seen it yet? No, but I like know the entire plot point and like I've watched like more than like two hours of deep dive. So I feel like I practically know like the entire film. I know all the Easter eggs and like metaphors and everything. <laughs> yeah. So Alan's character was really, really good in the movie because obviously it's like a kind of a queer coded character that like. That's what I was is- going to say. Yeah, like, because there is, like, a divide in the Barbie world, whether you're a Barbie or you're Ken, and Alan is both. So, yeah, but, like, he's not performing gay or anything like that. Like, he's just consistently, he's, like, you know, George Michael character. Yeah, he's kind of, like, an open metaphor, so, like, more people can relate to, like, that experience, but he's accepted by the Barbies, but not quite a Ken kind of thing, so. Exactly, Yeah. Mm How was the movie? Did you enjoy it? Spoiler alert. Becky saw the Barbie movie. Spoiler. I loved it. It was amazing. It stands up to the hype, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, it definitely checked all my boxes. And it was funnier than I thought it would be. It's really poignant. Not overly one thing or the other. It maintained a balance, like an equilibrium the entire time. And it's two hours and it felt like, you know, it, it's just a really fun summer movie. It the time oh yeah it was like intentionally dropped like on the 21st of july i'm like leo season barbie's like Mm -hmm. the number one leo queen like obviously because she's obsessed with the the stage and the drama and has beautiful hair (laughs) like a lioness but yeah that's crazy that you said that it lives up to the hype because it was a crazy budget like for advertising like a hundred million dollars and i Mm. think it's going to hit a billion dollars in revenue very soon. I think it already did. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think I saw that on Twitter or something that it, or maybe that it's about to achieve its goal. Mm-hmm. Definitely the highest female director, a grossing film yeah. of all time. Right. And <clears throat> my impressions from all of the spoilers that I've seen is just like how like the, the humor is very like tongue in cheek and they're like breaking the fourth wall all the time with like the narrator, yeah. even like calling out like Margot Robbie, like directly, like in the film. <laughs> and... Yeah. There is one moment where like Helen Mirren's the narrator and she exactly. points out like the dialogue does not align with who they cast to play Barbie. <laughs> and then Ryan Gosling has been getting like a, a lot of, cred for his role and he was probably my favorite part of the film Mm -hmm. I thought he was so cute and interpreted the character of Ken really well where he's not necessarily like a villain but he is this character that causes a lot of conflict in the film but you're still kind of rooting for him Mm -hmm. it was a tough role probably to play how to um be equally like attractive but also cute and naive and yeah I want to be a Ken for Christmas. Earring Magic Ken, specifically the gay for one. For Christmas? For <laughs> Yes, for Christmas. I'm going to dress up, start dressing up on Christmas now. <laughs> um, no, for Halloween. Just so I can say hi, Barbie, to people. Because that'll be fun. Yeah. To all the duels. Doll. And yeah, 
getting so emotional over the TikToks with the, the Billie Eilish song when the yeah like, I know what you mean I've seen those too <laughs> they like buy their mama Barbie because she never got one or something and I'm like oh my god it's so sad or like they were gay and they weren't allowed Barbies or stuff like that yeah what are your thoughts though like you know how the Barbie movie is the first of many Mattel themed movies that are going to come out a bunch of them have already been I guess released there's going to be a Polly Pocket one uh, Magic 8-Ball, Uno. Lena like, Dunham doing the Polly Pocket one. It's like, wah, wah. What is she? Like, I personally would not want to be in that shadow of Barbie. I don't know what she's thinking, like how she could interpret. Because Polly Pocket's not as loaded. I think it's significant cultural marker, but I don't <laughs> think it actually has any like they just deeper <clears throat> stuff that Barbie does. They do a scene where they had to do a giant recall because all the kids were choking on Polly Pockets. <laughs> it's like a magic school bus where it's just Polly Pockets inside of the body. Yeah. Of the child. It's like it's like a horror film. Like it's yeah. like hereditary. <laughs> yeah. Uh Lena and Dunham trying to be edgy. You know, Barbie definitely took jabs at Mattel as a company, not like anything crazy, but like referencing the fact that it belongs to a company and that, you know, like the plot line enough that mm-hmm. like Will Ferrell is like the CEO of Mattel and mm-hmm. he's pursuing Barbie, you know, capture e- her yeah. and stuff. They even take like an antagonistic role in, as Mattel because they're trying to like kind of contain her, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Or to prevent her from like crossing over to the sides. Exactly. So was like risque for Mattel to take that on but I think there were like so many of those moments that they just sort of like had to give say yes to like blanket all the ideas instead of just like one little thing yeah I just I wonder what they're trying to accomplish with like having all these movies that are going to come out in the future like oh yeah it's just gonna be like a Marvel universe it's like um... yeah I think that's honestly it's a Mattel universe that they're trying to do Mm -hmm. but I don't know just thematically like Mattel products don't really like have a lot of overlapping things they're pretty uniquely all these individual i don't know what they're trying to accomplish is it because we've run out of content is that it it's just like an uno movie i'm trying to imagine like the moment where they play like the uno reverse card (laughs) and suddenly you're in the movie (laughs) wow it writes itself no it's definitely hard because you're wanting to do like a hot wheels movie like scrapple i don't know they might actually like okay i'm gonna like look it up what mattel movies they're gonna green light mattel movies okay american girl dolls which we didn't have because we're that'd Canadian. be terrifying <laughs> I'm <gonna laughs> right now and i'm scared barney barney i would love that he was i was obsessed with barney as a kid were you you're a barney girl barney boy uh... <laughs> okay uh, there's a character named big jim that i don't know who that is uh chatty kathy i thought that was um, just like oh idiom like a thing that you said you're such a chatty Kathy I I think I've called people that before um there's a thing called Christmas balloon hot wheels magic eight ball the magic eight ball one is just about like cocaine (laughs) it's about the cartel (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) about like a child who gets like mixed up in the cartel because they try to order a magic eight ball (laughs) okay master of the universe which I think that's he-man matchbox Polly Pocket, maybe that's it. That are my yeah. I think the Barbie one is the only one that is really interesting because it just like unlocks his childhood nostalgia. I wasn't really playing with much else besides like 
the Mario one was kind of like nostalgic for me too. Yeah. I think just Barbie has a larger cultural context to it, especially as the touchstone for like feminism and stuff. Barbie is a really interesting talking point. If you're born after 1950, you've interacted with the Barbie, especially as a girl. So I don't know like how like He-Man or Magic 8-Ball will have that like rele- relevancy, but we'll see. <laughs> the Magic 8-Ball soundtrack. Like, <laughs> Did you have a weird Barbie growing up? Oh, one that I would like cut its hair and stuff? Yeah. I don't think I did it to a Barbie. My sister taught me that you can paint nipples on with nail polish. <laughs> life hack. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do a video like life hack me like chopping up my Barbie's hair. And then there was like homemade Barbie clothes and like one of them always smelled like pee. So someone like peed on the Barbie clothes at one point. That's not an always thing. That is a huge experience thing. What was it? I saw a really funny tweet about weird Barbie. This tweet where I said, I remember I colored over a Barbie with brown Sharpie because I didn't have any black ones. So now she's wandering Barbie land. But yeah, <laughs> I saw that one. Uh, but yeah, I just like love the set and everything behind it was so interesting. There was like a global shortage of like pink paint because they had to use so much pink on the set and mm. just like all the choices with design was so cool. And even it the costume is definitely- was very considered. Yeah. Sorry. I, I'm just saying that like with the anticipation of the movie and then like how popular it is right now, you can see the trends it's having in fashion. Like, cause I was shopping on the weekend. There's so much Barbie pink now, like for um, dresses, shirts, everything. Like you can get like suits, like a blazer Barbie pink and stuff, which you would not have been able to do before. And I, I really do probably credit the movie for that. Yeah. Did you wear pink to the movie? No, I think I wore all black. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't have, think about yeah. it. I don't have but, any there were, there were like young girls there wearing their Barbie looks and it was cute to see that. Yeah, that's so cute. Yeah, it is cute. Yeah, I didn't have any pink, so that's why I didn't go. But you I do have it. a lot of pink, but really? I, yeah, just I didn't I just didn't even occur to me. Like Did you see Oppenheimer? Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna wear all pink for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What movie is this? <laughs> Did you see the Britney Broski? <laughs> tumblr that was or the Brittany broski oh his ed that, tumblr yeah he's like Oppenheimer <laughs> would have loved ed tumblr yeah yeah he was a skinny legend for sure uh that's funny speaking of skinny legends lizzo drama <laughs> is that a bad transition <laughs> well i guess we don't like her anymore so we can say whatever you want i don't yeah. know Okay, so that's, it's pretty bad. So there's like a full on lawsuit, you know, it's not Mm -hmm. just allegations. It's like, it's a lawsuit against her former staff, her dancers, and maybe other people. I think it's four, four people signed on to one lawsuit. I'm like, so in denial. I think at first though, because I'm like, that makes no fucking sense. Because she's so like, positive, positive, and like, you want to like, cheer her on because she's representing like minorities then you see something like this and you're like i just didn't believe it but then there's like yeah three people who have signed on and i think two other people high up who have like endorsed it the who've confirmed it yeah confirmed it like previous dancers Mm. and previous production manager kind of thing yeah it's not looking good i felt sad it happens to the people you least expect you're like oh damn like there were no warning signs 
Well, definitely no warning signs because we were like completely led in the opposite direction that they were like super like empowering and like body positive and into like consent, you would assume. Do you feel like that, like to be hyper successful, like she is, you have to have like an underlying thing about your personality that makes you more susceptible to be a bad person. Yeah. Like, I don't think success is entirely based on luck or chance. I think that you have to have like a bit of an ingredient to you. Like a like, like a predi- fire, a yeah. drive that could become predatory. It could become like um, sociopathic. Yeah. Even if you might not be, when it's your career, especially as an artist, you can do some things or or that it brings out things that are dormant in your personality that like you get to express. I don't know. I think like we're still learning a lot and it's very recent. It just came out today. So um Yeah. I'm going to wait until we learn a bit more to make more comments on that. But speaking of something along the similar vein is we've always thought that Ariana Grande was the girly's girl, but it's coming out that she's not. Isn't this like the 10th time she's done this? Like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she literally wrote a song called Thank You Next. And it's like, or, it's, or no, she wrote a song called Break Up With Your Boyfriend Because I'm Bored. Oh, wait, are you joking? Wake up with your girlfriend, cause I'm bored. You can hit it in the morning, like it's yours. I know it ain't right around again. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I won't subject you to any more torture. Thank you for that. My gift. Okay, no, yeah, she's she's interesting. She's a weird nut to crack. Like, do you think it is like that she has a bit of a thing for breaking up relationships? Cause like you, you can't just like continually fall into this pattern. That's so weird. I don't know. I feel like she's just like a workaholic and is just going to date like whoever is in front of her. I don't know that that's her like strategy in front of her. He weren't they working together on. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I I don't know if she just like saw a SpongeBob on Broadway once. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I want to get my cheeks sandy <laughs> i don't know um my crabby patty yeah my squidward my patrick star <laughs> daisy's being speaking really of, annoying right now sorry but speaking of uh the demise of relationships justin single okay do you know anything about this i just read like there was a statement, I guess, that they're breaking up. Yeah, or I guess they're, like, filed for legal separation. So I guess that's step one. Is he going to date Ariani now? <laughs> yeah, no, she needs to get in there. Canadian Imagine. Oh, that would be amazing. She's singing our national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> she would do so well. I think it's been rumored for a really long time that they were living kind of independently of each other. Like, I, when I saw the news today, I had that Mandela effect thing of, like, wait, I, are they still together? Like... It's been rumored for a long time that they okay. um, were What's not, a, like, mm-hmm. yeah, so, like, Sophie, still really a couple. Sophie Gregoire. I was thinking, too, like, this timing, because I'm like, okay, that's something, like, that would look bad from a political perspective, because you want to be, like, seen as the family man. So I was also thinking, like, this is probably something, like, really specific with the timing now, of, like, why they chose to do it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, I guess I'm going to look it up later as to like, what would motivate them to like release this? Maybe something negative is going to come out in the press or maybe they're trying to get ahead of something. I would assume that's probably why, because it's really none of our business. Because we we weren't hyped about the aliens being here. Yeah. (laughs) 
they're just going to play off some like soap opera housewife drama in the Parliament Hill, Real Housewives of I Ottawa. Don't even... <laughs> That'd be the worst like ever franchise. I feel like it would be interesting because you have like a lot of diplomats in town. And have you ever been to Ottawa? Yeah, I love Ottawa. You love Ottawa. I fucking love Ottawa. I'm going to quote you on this. <laughs> <laughs> no one loves Ottawa. Why not? Why can't I love Ottawa? Why do you love it? I feel like it's just like Big Fredericton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's actually a really good description. Because it has like all their little neighborhoods and there's like the little river that goes through it and you got the, <laughs> the Parliament Hill and the government house. The art gallery on the river. That's very Frederick. <laughs> Probably the magicians there. <laughs> you were there and I was there. <laughs> By the way, that Donaire costume went up to 16 grand. <gasps> it's more than doubled. Yeah. I think what, what you last time we spoke, you said it was at seven. Yeah. And it was basically on sale from the government's website because they were using it for like promotion of something. And then at the end of the year, they like auction off things. So you were asking like, where, like, where did this come from in the first place? It just like showed up, appeared like 2001 Space Odyssey. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a monolith, like all these monkeys start worshiping it. Yeah. But for some reason, they both have agreed that they're going to take out the lettuce, which I like lettuce in the donair sauce, Becky. Can I get I insist response? on, I insist on lettuce. <laughs> I know. You need it. I need, you that, need like, it. like, cool, crispy moment. Yes, exactly. It, like, it adds texture. Because if it's just onion and tomato, it's just tomato adds a lot of moisture. Onion adds a lot of flavor. You just need that neutral lettuce. Mm. I'm a big iceberg lettuce on anything person. That's true. It was actually so good on that Donair pizza that we got that one time. I think about it. I know. (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) Did you see that TikTok I sent you of how like Jill and Bethany, when they talk over each other, it's not like interrupting. It's like actually called like supportive talking where it's like a habit on the east coast and then in the jewish community where they like (gasps) try to finish each other's sentences i did not see that but i love that yeah exactly and then jill commented like thank you for this yeah are you slapping daisy's butt (laughs) no i'm just whacking off down (laughs) under the desk you're chopping it up yeah oh my god can you imagine not on screen (laughs) that that sound (laughs) It's like hacking it up. Yeah. So let's take a short break. And when we get back, we will discuss the Real Housewives of New York City, Bad Apples. Did you know what I heard about Erin? What? She is an election denier. See, she put out a statement saying that she is not. Okay, well, I saw the receipts because it says public information when you donate to a political campaign and she donated to like that campaign that Trump ran like after the he lost the election. (laughs) Like, I respect that 
to make a show like this good, you have to have like these freaks on here. I probably won't be friends with her, but yeah, get her exactly. on my TV. Like, cause it's like very Ramona. Yeah. Well, um, Aaron's kind of weird. I was trying to figure her out this past episode. Cause like it's the third episode. We're spending more time with her, especially cause it's at her house. She's kind of like Bethany Frankel, but she's boring. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like she's like a low energy Bethany. Blonde Bethany. And just like not as charming. Do you... But she's kind of micromanaging and mm-hmm. like high strung and stuff. I don't outrightly like dislike her. I think that she actually makes sense as like a bit of like a an angering point on the show because she seems weirdly enough one of the only normal people besides Jenna. She's a true New Yorker, as it says in her housewife tagline. Yeah, but a true New Yorker would not vote for Donald Trump. I'm sorry. I know. That is so New York because I went to New York once. And so that should be my And I voted for Trump. (laughs) That's my housewife tagline. (laughs) I voted for Trump, but I don't even go here. (laughs) She doesn't even go here. Yeah, I was wanting to kind of dissect the housewives taglines a bit. Okay, yeah. So Uba says the secret ingredient, darling, it's me. And I'm like, is this a reference to the coconut cream? Is that the name of the brand? No, <laughs> just her saying darling. <laughs> I don't know if it was called like darling. <laughs> <laughs> turns around and just like holding a can of darling coconut cream. Do you remember? I think it was Naiwani who liked this. You know those like canned baby corns? The brand is called Malord. No way. Yeah. I was just thinking maybe Darling Coconut Cream. It just sounded mm. kind of like right to me. Anyways, Uba's tagline, kind of weak. Mm-hmm. But I was liking her more this episode. I'm getting her more. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like love her, but I feel like she's calming down a bit. Mm-hmm. So Jenna, her tagline, which I keep on making this joke to myself. Um, Remember, what's her name? Jane Krakowski? Is that her last name? Or like Jane? From 30 Rock? Yeah. Yeah. Her character, Jenna. I don't know what the reference was, but the joke was like Jenna's side and it sounded like genocide. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like that'll be an ongoing. uh... Okay, before we go forward, did you see... um... That Jenna Krakowski and um, what's his name? What's his Titus name? Andromeda. Titus. They have a show on Broadway together right now. Yeah, I know. It looks so good. I know. We. I need to see this. Mm-hmm. But it's so ironic that in Jenna's tagline, she says, "My lashes may be fake, but I definitely keep it real." But she says it like, "My lashes may be fake," like in like the most like robotic voice. Wesley. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but she's like, "I keep it real." very like I want to say Raquel (laughs) she speak like that (laughs) I guess yeah that would yeah Raquel I guess she's kind of robotic does she say real like Whitney um no she'd be like real yeah Jessel something about I bring the flavor I didn't get the whole tagline there yeah I don't think Jessel brings anything yeah (laughs) (laughs) she brings marital strife Mm -hmm. i don't know complaints size a reference to the bad apples because she says there's a lot of bad apples in new york but i'm the baddest of the bunch 
See, I don't think she's like that bad. I don't know. I kind of don't like Sai as much anymore. Do you feel me? I'm loving Bryn. I think she's like my yeah. new girly. <laughs> at... This is a good Bryn episode. She mm-hmm. was she was so weird. Like she brought such a weird energy. She mm-hmm. really like is about disrupting any piece that they have and yes. just like shows up to the workout like full Kennergy vibe, like in a fur length fur, floor length yeah. fur. And just like doesn't do any working out and just is like making fun of everyone the whole time. I love it. She's like a pre-Grey Gardens. She seems like someone I would hang out with at a party. Same. Oh, no, I would love her. We would be like in the bathroom together. Immediate connection. She loves to laugh, but make me mad and I'll date your dad. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably the best, maybe Mm -hmm. top three best Mm -hmm. intros ever. Do you have any other favorites that come to mind? Not off the top of my head. When I heard this, I was like, okay, that is solid. Because it not only talks like a lot about her as a person, like we get to know her through it, but then it's just objectively funny. Sheree had a good one, but it's it's not coming to mind off the top of my head. Uh, I like Sonia's There's Nothing Great About My Garden. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or Gone With The Wind Fabulous was a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. So Jessel storms in with her rock hard nips into Aaron's bedroom saying yeah. that there's no heating mm-hmm. and Aaron's like take it to Airbnb bitch mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't help you and then they show that apparently Jenna had like stormed off in the middle of the night in a flashback as soon as all the girls went to bed she didn't storm off though I think she dipped out like mm-hmm. quote unquote she didn't want to disrupt the girls because she had a phone call that morning but I think it's because In my opinion, I would have done what she had done. It's worse to ask everyone to turn off the music so you can sleep, so you can do your phone call. It's so much easier just to leave so everyone can keep partying. Exactly. But it was weird that she didn't say bye, I thought. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's like us getting to know Jenna's character that Mm -hmm. I think she's conflict averse. And like, she also just probably doesn't respect or really care about these women that much. If it was someone you really cared about, like their opinion of you, you would go take them aside and be like, yeah, I'm going to go to my beach house, my better house in your house. <laughs> and she's I- so modest. She's like, it's so small, but it's like probably this like gorgeous modern. Exactly. With like giant windows with a beautiful view. Because like everyone was sort of in the know that morning that Jenna dipped out. And you could tell that they almost felt jealous that they weren't included. That Jenna has like this cool beachside place and that they're like oh obviously that's a superior place and I feel like everyone is still just pining for her affection so much they will talk about Erin as though her place is a piece of shit just to like elevate Jenna's place they have not been to yeah I love that Jessel calls out the fact that Erin isn't living by the ocean well I think Jessel and Sai I think they both said something I think Sai said something later on you're right but Aaron has a bigger family, so you probably want something a little outside of like the hip, cool, trendy downtown area where you can get like a bit more property. So I'm not gonna. Yeah, hold she, I think it she has three her. or four kids. I understand. And then Aaron also rents it out. You know, you can appeal to like for the Airbnb crowd when you can have like six of your friends come over and stay. I don't really think she was being a great host though, which they kind of like talk about no. later. There was no food. No, and I think she was just kind of edgy about everything, like that she really was expecting them to be so thankful mm-hmm. and for everything she was doing for them, aka like not turning on the heat. <laughs> I mean, the heat thing was one thing for sure. There's like no heat, no food, but 
in the morning, like first thing when you wake up, they were like complaining so much. I feel like me and you would have like taken it so personally and just uh, not able to like move on from it the way that New York girls kind of do when they just kind of like bitch at each other. Then the next conversation. My takeaway is that like these people are not actually all friends with each other, that they are castmates and that they're coworkers. You have to expect when you're taking the role as like hosting and being the leader of the group for that event you need to expect that people are going to criticize you when you fuck up. That's why Aaron, she was kind of edgy about it in general. Like she did not make a big deal out of it because I think she knows that like, I have to like represent myself right now. Just and, like, like such a weird power move where it's like, I need everyone at my house, but I'm like not going to feed you <laughs> or like do any of the actual hosting activities. We also have that weird workout scene. So Uba's like hitting on the trainer and she was sexually harassing him. Well, definitely if you're on a job, I think Bryn's advances were less welcome. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, she knew the trainer prior, so maybe they had oh, like okay. some kind of banter. Like, yeah, no, they, either she, he has was her trainer in the past or maybe they have like overlapping friend groups or something. Like Uba obviously was like, super interested in him. It's hard to say because, like, she's so objectively like a beautiful person. So when like a beautiful person's grabbing onto your arm and trying to like control the situation, it's flattering. But like, if it was like Ramona doing it, you'd be like, mm -hmm. "This is crazy. This is but so fucked up." I was gonna say it does remind me of like NYC vibe, where yeah, Sonya and Luann are just like hitting on like anything that has a pulse, basically. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> anything. Yeah, I rewatched the scene from the boat ride from hell because it was like a five-year anniversary or something today. In, in Cartagena? Yeah. That so was I... intense. <clears throat> that was probably one of the best episodes ever of Housewives. In, in Cartagena, I call it, because <laughs> Sonia was like peeing everywhere the entire boat ride. And Carol was vomiting everywhere. They said that if the anchor had been used with a chain instead of a rope that they would have died because they cut the anchor with like a sword no way <laughs> yeah. they would have died because yeah. wait was there a storm or something so they were like in these like rough waters and the anchor deployed like through mm -hmm. malfunction and then that's when the alarms start going off and it starts smelling like smoke because they can't like pull back the anchor. Yeah. And the captain runs to the back of the boat holding two swords and like cuts <laughs> the anchor off the boat. He kills a producer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just, like kills himself. He's chopping it up. <laughs> Kamikaze. So Bryn is upset because everyone is on Jenna's side <laughs> they're being nice to Jenna and not to Brynn if that was something that she did okay yeah okay so we established in episode one that prior to like filming that Brynn had pissed off Aaron because she dipped out of like a dinner date because they were going to a shitty restaurant and went to a better restaurant and mm -hmm. then Aaron was pissed and they did not talk for a while while Jenna she dipped out to be able to do work when she got home, like the next morning, and then apologized and clarified why she did it. And then Brand thinks these are really equal situations. It's like, no, you didn't yeah, apologize to Aaron. <laughs> I love it though. It's so chaotic and I know, I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I was saying like last episode, Brand has like drunk girl at the party energy. Is that like whatever you tell her, she doesn't remember? 
she comes from just like an emotional place consistently and like it does not matter if you clarify things you like water under the bridge if Bran just like is remembering about conflict it's like fresh to the surface for her it's very uh, Teresa energy yeah I find Bryn is like interesting like just like physically I I feel like I can't really make sense of her face do you know what I mean yeah she has a really pretty look and also like some filler but I think it's almost like the filler is like that it contorts her face in ways that I find really interesting it's not Mm -hmm. like unattractive by any means like I think she's really captivating I just can't really get a sense of how she looks she like really Mm -hmm. looks different whenever she like is smiling or frowning or whatever I also think her complexion is like kind of freckly and so she can kind of like play either side but like when she changes her hair she can like do these completely different looks kind of like Lindsay Mm -hmm. Lohan when it's just like kind of these chameleon they look very different depending on how her hair is styled or how much makeup they're wearing yeah yeah she would be a good actress like you always compare oh yeah she really she does like look like someone who can be like a good actress like she, she's a face for screen mm-hmm. so the girls are all going out is it brunch or dinner to this restaurant and they look I like think it's Chris- brunch mm-hmm. or like and- lunch i guess <clears throat> they keep saying how like hungry they are so maybe it is lunch technically mm-hmm. they all come out wearing khaki and jenna is dripping because she finally gets to see the girls wearing her favorite color do you think that like jenna like enjoyed that or she was just like these bitches are so basic they're all like identically dressed without even planning it it was christian girl fall for me <gasps> totally new england and like christian girl fall are so like coded with each other like they're really the same thing like mm-hmm. the high boot the like horse riding pant a khaki like slouchy coat a blouse or something with a collar they're all like doing the exact same thing it was fascinating and then jenna was just like wearing a trucker hat Yeah, Jenna's so cool. I love her. Okay, there's one thing I want to talk about before we talk about their like chaotic brunch. I took major offense to this because I'm a Jenna stan is, okay, there's two instances where it was Aaron and then Sai talking about Jenna and they just completely don't understand her at all. The way they talk about her is really just misrepresenting Jenna entirely where Aaron was saying that Jenna can't express herself because she doesn't feel free and that they just want her to be able to like open up and talk about life and it's not understanding that like you're not entitled to that from everyone you might just not be like her type of person that she wants to do that with when you're legit famous and successful you have energy that you can commit or not to people and I think Jenna's just being confronted with these people who are Finding for her attention, but she's just like, I won't get anything out of this exchange, so I'm not going to actually play into the exchange. Mm-hmm. But then the other thing I wanted to talk about was, I think it was Sai. You know how they were kind of giving her like a pseudo makeover? That was so coded and problematic. I'm your mom. And oh I just, my God. I just want you to look pretty in a nice dress for once and wear your hair long like you're my little yeah. girl. Like, I think it was Sai that said, like, I just want her for, like, one night to feel, like, seductive and confident and beautiful. And it's like, oh, do you mean the male gaze? Because, like, that's all you know how to perform for. It's Sai thinking she's a fashionista. It's like, no, you're just performing for, like, your internalized misogyny. And Jenna is not. And then you cannot see where she's coming from at all like that jenna's style is extremely intentional and it is very sexy it just is not for your gaze Mm -hmm. another instance came up about 
performing for men later in the episode when mm. <laughs> it was so weird. I think they were like talking about how they pick up men and pretending that you're like <gasps> oh, lost or something. I thought of you. <laughs> I was like looking at my nudes in public being like, hey, you like that? <laughs> And like zooming in like on the pic like you on set I'm like bringing like an iPad like like doing editing <laughs> like that's me you know <laughs> what are your thoughts on that like brand's advice on how to like attract men at a party is like to have your nudes and like flip through them would you that's ever do that sexual harassment you can't just like it's fucked up yeah that's so weird. It's so weird. Mm. <laughs> I can't even picture it. Who is that person you're trying to attract? Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds like it's like bordering on like escorting. Yeah. You definitely don't want a guy who's into seeing your nudes in public like that, that you've never met before. It seems like just such obvious fishing. Do we know what Bryn does for money? <laughs> <laughs> she gets mad and then she fucks your dad. That sounds right. Yeah. Okay, so we're at the lunch. And the waiter's like, how can I help you ladies? And Brynn's like, they're not ladies, they're men. (laughs) Cynthia Nixon. That's what I was going to say. Okay, Cynthia Nixon. (laughs) Jeez. Sai, I feel like, is having a very nip-heavy episode. She's obsessed with Brynn's nips. Or it's a very nip-heavy episode in general. Maybe it was too early this morning. I didn't notice any nips. It's like when they were commenting on them, I was like, oh, there's oh okay. nips, nips abound. But I didn't, I, I wasn't that headspace. Mm-hmm. Size blood sugar is running low because she's literally running off of like a Pringle covered in caviar from the day before. She hasn't <laughs> eaten a single thing. I was going to say though, like Bryn with her stupid comment showing the nude it's like such a gay man thing it's like are you on grinder like showing hole like i don't understand she's on sniffies have you heard of sniffies have i heard of sniffies yeah uh, you mean poppers <laughs> no <laughs> what is it it's an app where you either just show hole or dick and then you find like the nearest hole or dick Gay men are on another level. I know. Wait, why is it called Sniffies? That's disgusting. (laughs) I hate it. I smell a hole. Ew. (laughs) I'm homophobic now. I know, me too. It's not okay. Yeah. Are you on the (laughs) app? Yeah, me and Bryn are like (laughs) co-founders. Uba said she was like looking for her gate, looking for a man. I was like, okay, which airline? Aer Lingus? <laughs> <laughs> her like pickup line is like in an airport where you're never going to see that person again. It was like a weird one. She could get like S trafficked. <laughs> <laughs> Your passport is like so easy to um, mm-hmm. pit bucket. Will you hold my passport? <laughs> Did you open it up? It's like a nude. And it's just your nudes. Yeah, it's like every page. <laughs> uh, you're like going through customs. You're like, eh, that's me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote in my notes, Brynn is just giving full on Mae West. She's like, Mah. oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> fuck me in the ass sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's almost, it was definitely verging on caricature like mm. you can't actually be like this it's but hilarious. that's okay because you can be this way on the show and i will buy it i like it i want to watch it bring gets mad at 
Aaron. She confronts Aaron finally for the Jenna drama, which we were talking about before. And she was like, I will date your dad. I will date everyone's dad in this restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone drops their glasses. Oh, she also like brings up a dead dog, which I'm like, what? Was Brynn sober? I'm like, (laughs) unclear. She'll date your dead dog. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I love how Jenna saying when she left the party, she's just like driving home at night, like couldn't see anything. Like she, (laughs) she leaves the headlights off so they don't like see her leave the driveway. She pushes the car out so it's quiet <laughs> and then doesn't start the car until it's out of the driveway. <laughs> no, she was definitely like escaping a cult. Mm-hmm. Aaron has her passport. <laughs> <laughs> passport covered in caviar. Size <laughs> like taking some sexy photos on the street and they're saying like it's giving influencers in the wild. And I'm like... We need to all get over the fact that there's influencers in the wild. It's like so common I agree. over here. I had the exact same thought that it's just like this kind of judgment that people mm-hmm. have. This is a real way to make money. I know. And I think it's because we just lump it into this being this like blanket vanity thing. What if you have to document every meal you eat mm-hmm. and like document every outfit? It's, it's like, so much I, more than that. Exactly. And she literally makes her career from it. It's like sorry for living in capitalism. Like... Mm. Yeah, exactly. Like, sorry, I'm a human being and I, like, have to, like, work for money. Wow. And that there's nothing inherently wrong with that. I think also it comes with, like, a lot of misogyny to, like, remind a woman that, like, her worth, when it's derived from, like, attention from outside sources, it's somehow inherently bad. Yeah, it's true. Definitely coded within, like, Mm -hmm. uh, Christianity and stuff like that, too. Yeah, it's a puritanical culture and stuff. Mm -hmm. And and also just like policing women, especially self-policing, because like it's typically like a lot of other women who take a lot of offense with someone like Sai, who's like a mother, but also very sexy. And yeah, I made a new friend and all we do is just take slutty pictures on the beach. And we're so used to just like being a hoe in public now. It's fun. And it's your right to do that. Like you should be doing that. Like I yeah. think everyone needs to get onto your level, not the other way around. Well, lately I've just like zoned out and don't even think about it. But like once in a while, I think we were taking pictures at like second, which is like more public. I saw some people like looking, but it's like there was a professional photo shoot happening, like just 10 feet away with like an actual photographer and like set up. Mm-hmm. So the girls are having like a little nightcap back at... Aaron's house and mm-hmm. where they play <laughs> they played two truths, two and, truths a and a lie and we learned that Jessel put a popsicle in her vagina that's insane like how old was she because like you know so early on as a woman that you can't put stuff up there that shouldn't belong there especially something that's like completely like sugar-based I want to ask her, like, what was the subsequent yeast infection? Like, mm-hmm. you must have gotten sick from that. You had probably had to go to a hospital. <laughs> like, immediate um, TSS. But I was just, like, thinking, she said that it got stuck. And I was like, it can't get stuck in your vagina unless your vagina is also cold. Because it would, like, <laughs> melt. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, okay, like, like the temperature in there is warmer than like the air. Like, girl, we know you're I not getting. So. We know you're not getting laid, but we didn't think it was that bad. Are you dead? Like, <laughs> <laughs> check her pulse. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be the best like 
like spin is like that Jessel's been dead this whole time. It's like American horror story. Like American that- horror story. Jessel. <laughs> she puts the popsicle in and pulls out like just the popsicle stick. <laughs> or just more ice comes out. <laughs> it comes out her mouth. The popsicle is larger. Probably the magician is there. <laughs> He's the one pulling it out <laughs> with his teeth. <laughs> like, haven't you ever done a job interview? <laughs> but um, that was just in the preview, though. There was a part though that Jenna comes down wearing the dress and looking like Princess Diana. Yeah, that dress was beautiful. And I think it's like, did um Uba pack this for, like, was this planned? Because it, like, fit her perfectly, like, was her style. And it's not really Uba's style. I don't know. Like, I guess they're both tall girls, but I can only really imagine that look for Jenna. Yeah, I know. It just, it was, like, so off the rack. That's what I would choose for Jenna. Because the whole scene, like, where... Uba and Sai and Jenna were all in a room together and Sai being like makeover 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 that Jenna it- side <laughs> Jenna side <laughs> for you and me <laughs> whatever <laughs> Jenna walks into a room that's what song is playing <laughs> But I love that Brynn was hyping up the girls like in all the looks. She's like, yes! Whenever they came down the stairs, it was cute. Brynn is like on grinder. <laughs> <laughs> She's fully just a gay man with a wig. Yeah, no, Brynn is like a dick. <laughs> That's why she was like, they're all men. It's like, oh wait, we're not all men? Just me? <laughs> Brynn like swiping her nudes is just <laughs> Uh, queen of reverse cowgirl though right i was like okay were all three of her options like reverse cowgirl based (laughs) (laughs) she's like i reverse cowgirled osama bin laden (laughs) adolf hitler and saddam hussein (laughs) they're all true hillary clinton Justin Trudeau. <laughs> Cynthia Nixon. <laughs> Kim Petrus. <laughs> can make me mad. And I'll reverse cowgirl your dad. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you call that episode that? Reverse cowgirl. <laughs> That's a good episode title. Think about mm-hmm. that. Jenna, though, is talking about how she fucked someone to sleep before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she did. What? Rockabye, baby. (laughs) Chopping it up. (laughs) That's, like, insane, though. Like, I didn't think that could happen. I feel like it can if you're, like... Really if you're drunk. fucked up on like yeah exactly I, it mm-hmm. had to have been that like that you 
still like had an erection but like you were so passed out (laughs) (laughs) i should have known because he had a sleeping cap on (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) he was a little bear in a chair in front of a fireplace Um, and i reverse cowgirled (laughs) (laughs) he was on snippies should have known that he was he was queer (laughs) okay so sai is very confident in her sexuality though with her i like that about her yeah Mm -hmm. with her like like size just like oh yeah size were good what were they again i didn't write it down something about having a three-way or something oh like, like oh jerking off two guys at once which i'm like okay the fact that your brain came up with that i respect that because mm-hmm. the woman had to think about it and yeah so she had had a three-way she did not jerk off two guys at once but i love that Bryn like makes a bet that the popsicle one isn't real about jessel so she has to like run around the house naked <laughs> <laughs> yeah Bryn's just desperate to take off that fur coat mm-hmm. one time when i was little I wanted to play Nintendo with my sister and my sister said only if I ran around the house in my underwear but like outside the house and I did and then my mom was like what the fuck did you do that for (laughs) and my sister got in trouble I did something similar (laughs) but like with no like incentive (laughs) (laughs) not even for a popsicle because i was asked to oh no like by, by a peer my god i have to like stipulate okay that. yeah it was like an adult asking me to do that. like give me your passport yeah <laughs> what so what did you do i did it but i was fully naked. oh you ran around oh you're fully naked okay <laughs> it's like seven the only th- other thing that happened is they're like trying to like light a fireplace that whole like convo they were having at the fire was just like good background to get to know um sai and stuff but like i made no notes yeah i did like though how we got to learn about her a little bit more really frustrating how like people who want an education can't afford one like that's so elitist yeah yeah so it's interesting to know that like you know, Sai has had a lot of success in life and it was not because of her education that like she literally could not afford it. It was um, this hindrance in her life, this thing that was causing her debt and that she just found ways around it. Mm -hmm. Just going on sniffies and showing her. And just like. (laughs) Yeah. I want to remember what her other two were. Another one that was fucked up was like Uba fucked someone in a Zara. I wrote that in my notes. Like, mm-hmm. imagine Zara's like the dirtiest place in the world. It's like a toilet. <laughs> yeah, it's always pretty like disorganized there. Oh, it's just I can't even walk into a Zara anymore. Like, I mean, in Montreal, like I only know the ones here. They're unreal how bad they are. Like, I think mm-hmm. people take take a shit in Zara. Like, taking a shit. Oh, hold on. Uh, gotta go to Zara to take a quick dump. <laughs> um. <laughs> I learned though that Top Man and I think also Topshop are closed. Oh, like all over Canada and the world. There's like a couple pop up shops, like one in LA and one in London, but it's like not even like an actual store. They just sell like a couple t shirts. No way. Okay. You're mm-hmm. probably right. Yeah. Yeah. It was like bought up by another company and they just like own the name of it. 
but they don't really have any stores oh, anymore. Interesting. Oh, speaking of clothes, I bought my dress for the wedding. Oh my god! Tell me what it looks like. Show me it. I'll I'll send you a picture. I'll text it to you. I have like bad pictures. It's a serve. I'm really happy with it. Okay, I'm gonna text it to you now. It's just a, a nude of you. <laughs> it's my it's my dick. <laughs> oh, I love your dress. You look like an Aperol spritz. Oh, thanks. Thank y'all. Refreshing Italian summer drink for those listeners who don't know. <laughs> Speaking of refreshing summertime drink, um, I want to hang out with our mutual friend who's in town this week. Mm, yeah, you have to. Mm-hmm. I think we might go to Rec and there's like a Pride event happening there, which is fun. So all the hot gays will be out. Is Pride in August in Vancouver? Yes, and it's like right now. Like okay, it's like week. it is for us too here in Montreal. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you doing anything? We give July. I don't think so. Are you no, nothing like specific? The Grand Marshal of the Pride Parade. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lady doesn't tell. So it looks like you're gonna have tons of fun at the wedding in Italy, and are you going in like two weeks from now? Um, the twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. So, so it's more of like the end of the August. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely going to be a really nice extension of your summer. I know. Like a little cherry on top. I'm so jealous. Can you imagine you like wear your dress and you end up, you're like trying on dresses and you start acting like Jessel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do feel like I have to start doing like ab workouts because it's so like. Oh. Is it like a jersey cotton? No, it, it, I think it's a synthetic blend, but it's like it's thick. That's why I'm kind of worried about it that it might be too hot. But I'll bring a backup dress mm-hmm. in case it's too hot. If it's like 30 degrees, then I probably should not wear it. But it's an I think it's an outdoor wedding, so I don't is know. it like right at the beginning of your trip, or to, in the middle, or the end? Uh, beginning. Okay, because you probably won't be climatized by then. I couldn't sleep for like the first two weeks. It's awful. Well, it's hot as fuck here all the time. Like Montreal in the summer, it's like 40 degrees every day. Mm-hmm. Um, for our listeners, Becky's dress is like a full semi-full length or is it? Uh, yeah, it's like a little above my ankles. <laughs> yeah, above your ankle orange dress. It's kind of fitted throughout, but then it has like these bell sleeves that go towards the hands. Very and it cute. has a high neck too. Oh, it does. Yeah. And are you going to wear like a statement? It's kind of weirdly modest. I don't know. I'm going to wear, like, I think I'm going to get some statement jewelry. Okay. Is it in a church? I don't know. I'm assuming not, but I have no idea. Yeah, my sister wasn't allowed to get married in a church in Italy. She's not a Catholic. Protestant whore. Yep. That's what I call her. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what we call all women. (laughs) (laughs) In this era of Barbie. It's definitely a new, exciting era for women. And it's really fun to see all the men complain and be mad over a movie about dolls. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode three of New York. We know you have tons of podcasts to choose. And this is your favorite because it's the best one. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Becky. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.
Shrimp Cocktail Podcast is created, produced, and edited by Becky P. and Peter B. Find us on social media at Shrimp Cocktail Podcast and on Twitter at Shrimp Podcast. Special thanks go out to Cover Art by Catherine at Ken Pat and theme song by AJ at Grief.Jerky. Please catfish us at shrimpcocktailpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us up wherever you get your podcasts. If you love Shrimp Cocktail, be sure to follow us on Patreon for exclusive episodes and more. Bye!